Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Kingdom Authority with your host, Reverend Dancia Jones Morris. Tune in each Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time via Blog Talk Radio through Kingdom Empowerment Incorporated. Follow Dancia on Facebook at Dancia Jones Morris or DanciaJ.com. You can also call your hosts and guests at area code 646-668-2413. Thank you for joining Kingdom Authority. And now here's your host, power. Reverend Dancia Jones Moore. Kingdom Authority. Power King Territory. Kingdom Authority. Power Territory. Kingdom Authority. Good evening. Welcome to Kingdom Authority. I am your host, Reverend Dancia Jones Morris. So excited to be with you on tonight, this wonderful Resurrection Day when we celebrate our risen Savior. Isn't it good to know that we are up and we can get up because he got up? I am telling you, it is a wonderful Resurrection Day, and I am particularly excited about the fact that God is a deliverer and a healer, and he is a Savior. He is the Savior, and so this evening... I want you to just celebrate the Lord with us on tonight. I want you to celebrate the true and living God, our Savior, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, yet he is God. What a wonderful, what a wonderful day to celebrate our our Savior, Adonai, majesty. He is the God of gods and Lord of lords, the King of kings. He was crucified, and guess what? He was risen. And so I am so happy on this particular day, this particular night. I know it's night on the East Coast. So happy about Jesus. I want you to know this is our opportunity to really take over the world and celebrate Jesus. This is the time everyone knows about it, or at least many people do know about it, and we can take authority in our territory because Jesus came and he saved, and he rose and has all power. So on this night, I want you to celebrate Jesus. And we're going to go into prayer. We have a great, great topic on tonight and an awesome, spectacular um, preacher and apostle on tonight. And we want to make sure that we lead in prayer and that we're going to have our quote for the night and we're going to hear from the apostle. Father God, we thank you. We bless you. And we praise you. You are our God. 
You are majesty, Adonai. You are El Shaddai. You are the God that is more than enough. And we thank you for being Yahweh. We thank you, O God, for being Jehovah. Thank you for being our provider, Jireh. We thank you for being Shalom, our peace. Oh, God, we honor you for being the Holy One of Israel. Mm-mm-mm. You are the Holy One of Israel, and we extol you on this evening. God, if it wasn't for you, we're not sure where we would be, but because you saved us, we have hope, Father. Because you've healed us, we, are, we can now walk with health, God, and walk in our healing. And because, oh, God, you have delivered us, we can Stand, Father, and take authority in our territory because you've given us power, Lord, to tread upon serpents and scorpions. We want to say thank you. Thank you for your dear son, Jesus Christ, the son of God, the son of Mary, the Nazarene God. Thank you, oh God, that he is the wonderful counselor. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, oh God, that he counsels us in ways we can never get counsel. Hallelujah. And, God, you hear our prayers. Hallelujah for hearing our prayers. Thank you, oh, God, for sustaining us until this time. Father, it felt like times we were going to fall off, God, but you stretched Ooh, out your hands and you saved us. But you, God, saw enough in us to make sure that we didn't fall off and give ah, up. Thank you, oh, Jesus. we bless you, oh, God. Oh, we praise you, Father. You clothed us, and you put us in our right mind, Father. We thank you for clothing. We thank you for strength. We thank you for your anointing. We thank you, oh, God, that we can press toward the mark of the pride of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus because you are our God, and we can Hallelujah. call on you in the time of trouble, and you promised you would hear us and you will answer us. Thank you for hearing our cry. Thank, Thank you, you for inclining our ear. Thank you, oh God, that we were wanted to, sometimes it seemed like we were going to lose it and God Hallelujah. snatched us back. Mm, Ooh, hallelujah. God, we bless <laughs> Oh God, we bless <laughs> Oh God, we bless you. You are the great God. And we honor you, Father. Oh, how we love you. You loved us first, and you taught Thank us you, how Lord. to love. Now, God, help us to reach out to others, Father. There's times where we're weak in our body, but help us to reach out to others because someone else needs to have this hope in Christ Jesus. And so the reason why we're on this line, so that someone will get to know you, Father, and as a result, they'll know themselves. Father, thank you. We honor you and bless you right now. And I pray, Father, for the apostle Stephen Wilhite on this thank evening, you, Jesus. God. Thank you, O oh God, for unfolding and taking back layers of your word and revelation to Hallelujah. open it up to him. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Father, we thank you. Oh, on tonight, I'm so excited on tonight about, about Jesus, and I'm so excited about the Jesus in this particular, my brother and the apostle. I call him the apostle. Um, the apostle on tonight that's going to be with us. Before we bring him on, I just want to read just one quick thing. Um, uh, this is this was one of the quotes that that grabbed me, and that we need to make sure that we understand it's about our neighbor. The Bible says Galatians five fourteen, the B part of this particular verse: "You shall love your neighbor as yourself." Now, 
You have to know yourself. And so on tonight, the apostle is going to break that down for us and what that means given biblical principles, kingdom principles on tonight. I want to introduce to you all, and you've heard him before. People said, when are you going to have him back on? Well, here he is. Apostle Stephen Wilhite is on with us tonight. How you doing, my brother? I am well, my sister. Greetings to all of you in Radio Land. I am pleased and honored to be a part of Kingdom Authority once again, and we declare God's resurrection power in you all this evening. Amen. Thank you for having me again, Dancia. Praise Amen. God. Amen. Praise God. So on tonight, we want to make sure that we are um, – the people of God hear what God has revealed to you. And I know you've already preached today. You've covered people on today. And so thank you so much for coming again Amen. and just covering us and, um, and speaking to the people of God that tune into this particular broadcast. I want you to understand there are several people in West Ghana in particular that tune into this broadcast that listen. Amen. And there are some that are on tonight. And there are some in in areas of civil unrest right now. I just want to make sure that they have a word of hope. And I know God will give that through you on tonight. First of all, Apostle, can you just tell a little bit about yourself for those who don't know you? I want them to know um, a little bit about your time in Tucson and then definitely your time in other areas in particular in Georgia. Sure. Um, be glad to. Um, my name is Stephen Troy Wilhite. I am the third of four sons born to Calvin and Phyllis Wilhite here in the great city of Tucson, Arizona. Um, grew up in the church, of course, along with my dear sister, Dancia, um, uh, a graduate of the University of Arizona with a bachelor's degree in music. Uh, went into ministry at the age of 18, was it ordained at the age of 18, and has been working in full-time ministry since then. I will be 50 years young this year in June, so God has blessed me with over 30-some-odd years of ordained ministry, and I'm grateful to him. had the opportunity to um, do ministry in Atlanta, Georgia, and in New York. Um, had the opportunity to get a Master's of Divinity and a Doctor of, of Philosophy in Christian Ministry. And so God has really blessed. But first and foremost, I thank God for the anointing uh, that he gives to me. Uh, even though I thank God for seminary education, there's nothing like being trained of the Holy Spirit and him breaking forth the Word of God uh, in, in my life. So I thank God. Um, while in uh, Georgia, I had the opportunity to pastor for about 17 years, a great body of believers called Christ Cathedral Atlanta. It was a five-fold apostolic non-denominational ministry there in the heart of Atlanta, Georgia. And um, as I was venturing into ministry there in Atlanta, God kept connect, connecting me with, with five-fold ministers. And, uh, and so for about 15 years, I've been covering churches and parachurch ministries under the organization of New Apostolic Ministries International, of which I am the uh, presiding apostle and soon to be um, Archbishop elect. So God is doing some great and wonderful things through our ministry. Amen. Uh, And uh, we've had some affiliates there in Accra, Ghana. So hey, 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 to the motherland. Amen. Uh, (laughs) And have had the opportunity of ministry in uh, the islands, Jamaica and the Bahamas and India and different 
places. Uh, I've done music ministry all over the world and preaching all over the world and in Europe and those kinds of things. So God has really blessed me, and he's favored my life to do uh, the things that I've done in the, uh, in the short time that I've been on this earth. So we give God praise for that currently. I am uh, affiliated with a ministry here in Tucson called Living Water Ministry Apostle and uh, Prophet Teacher Carolyn Anderson, and uh, we are helping shift some things apostolically in that house. Who knows what God is getting ready to do in this season and time as I join with other apostolic ministries and uh, the ministries that are growing even in So we are excited uh, about what God's doing in this season and time. And again, I am grateful to you, my dear sister, uh, to be a part of Kingdom Authority for this evening on this Resurrection uh, Sunday. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. So I will tell you all, I have, um, I have watched, observed, if you will, um, this man of God over the years, and some from a distance and some we've sung together, and the anointing that's upon his life is international. Um, it's even actually beyond that if you will. Um, it's universal. So I, I praise God for you, my brother. I am a fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a fan of yours, so I guess we just fan of Jesus all together. That's Hallelujah. right. That's right. <laughs> so I want to give you space and time to do what you do and so and to break down the word of God. So I'm going to leave it in your hands, Apostle, at this time, and you just lead me as to how you want to go flow tonight. Praise the Lord. People of God, we thank God, and we decree and declare now in the name of Jesus that fresh rhema, revelatory word, would hear, hit your ear gate and would seed, uh, uh, seed in, your, in your belly, in your room, and, and germinate a harvest for the kingdom in the name of the mighty one, Jesus' name, amen, and it is so. Tonight, I uh, wanted to take some time, this being Resurrection Sunday, uh, just to kind of... Uh, 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 look at the Word of God. We're going to be going to Philippians chapter 3, verse 10, and as uh, Reverend Dancy prepares to read it from the uh, Amplified Version, just kind of want to send, uh, uh, tell you about how I attained this word. I'm just recently getting back from Judah International Ministries in Illinois, where they had their ICCM conference. Archbishop Mark Du Bois was an awesome time, and uh, God uh, kept impressing on me. Uh, um, I was watching television the other day. I don't do much of that, but a commercial came on, and a little song it was, it was entitled, Getting to Know You, Getting to Know All About You. And that kept ringing in my spirit. And you know, sometimes we have those spiritual aha moments. And although I know it was a commercial for something, I wasn't even paying attention. But God said, that's what he wants us to do. He wants us to get to know him, and he wants to get to know us. And so the Lord deposited this scripture uh, in my spirit to deal with tonight. And just buckle up, because I believe God is going to reveal something uh, revelatory to us as we go into this word tonight. We are looking at Philippians chapter 3, verse 10. Reverend uh, uh, Morris, uh, would you read in our hearing from the Amplified Version, please? Praise God. And this, so that I may know him, experientially becoming more thoroughly acquainted with him, understanding the remarkable wonders of his person more completely, and 
in that same way experience the power of his resurrection, which overflows and is active in believers, and that I may share the fellowship of his sufferings by being continually conformed inwardly and to his likeness to his death, dying as he did. For a few moments tonight, we want to talk about getting to know you, getting to know you. In this passage of Scripture, uh, 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 we're talking uh, to the church at Philippi, and, and, and he's, he's talking about getting to know God, the Lord Jesus, in the power of his resurrection. I want to stop right there, and there's the other second part to that scripture, but let's, let's kind of just deal with that. Uh, the Lord, as he impressed upon me the topic, getting to know you, I had to look at the first word uh, uh, that I made know him. Now, you see, when we talk about the word know, we often think about our general knowledge. When you know something, it is usually, you know, attained, um, you know, by reading books and, and, and uh, cranial knowledge that we get. But I want us to be challenged in this word tonight as we look at the word and says, uh, and, and I'm looking to know him in the power of his resurrection. And so the Lord took me back into the time uh, of when Adam and Eve were in the garden. When Adam knew Eve, he knew her in a personal relationship way. Okay, I know we're most of us are adults on here, so we can understand that. Uh, when when the Bible talks about when a man knows his wife, there is a course that they enter into called intercourse. And what happens is there that is a level. Uh, of, of, of fellowship and a level uh, of, of rubbing against that, uh, uh, that, uh, that, that causes uh, uh, to be an impression of. And, and, and in this getting to know, there is an exchange that happens. Okay, I'm talking about getting to know him in the power of his resurrection. In this exchange, uh, oftentimes Seed is left into a womb, and it's germinated, and there is a, there's a reproduction that happens. Yeah, we're still talking about getting to know him in the power of his resurrection. So I want you to look at this word, getting to know, in the, in the terms of a, of a husband and a wife getting to know each other on an intimate level, and that exchange happens. In, in, in this uh, passage that we're, we're talking about, we want to get to know on an intimate level, uh, on a knowledge rather than just a natural knowledge, but we want to go into the intimate, deep things of the knowledge power of the resurrection, of that, that exchange that can happen uh, in the knowledge of that power. So we want to change our thought process from just knowing on a, on, a, on, a, on just an earthly level to a deeper spiritual level. I want to get to know you in power of your resurrection. And so the second word that comes out to me is that word power. Uh, that word power in the Greek is dunamis. You see, that is, is the word that we get dynamite from. It is a, a, a literal translation of dunamis power means dynamic power, power that is dynamic. And also another uh, a definition of dunamis is phenomenal power that cannot fully be conceived or fathomed. Yes, phenomenal power that cannot be fully 
conceived or comprehended. See, we want to get to know him in the power of his resurrection, that power that is so powerful that it's phenomenal, that power that blows our minds. You see, it was so powerful that it raised a dead man. You see, that word resurrection, there is only one meaning. If you go to Webster and to other dictionaries, you will only find one meaning for the word resurrection, and that means to bring what is dead to life. Ah, glory to God. I know somebody is receiving this right now in the name of the Lord Jesus, that I may know him, that I may get a, a full understanding and, 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 a, uh, and, and, and an, an intimate knowledge of, of his dynamic phenomenal power that almost cannot be conceived, that dynamic power that can bring things back to life. So I want to get to the uh, portion of this. So once we get to uh, uh, knowing him in the power of his resurrection, then we have fellowship of his suffering. And as we are celebrating uh, uh, the resurrection, we know the story about Gethsemane. See, Gethsemane was the, the garden that he was suffering in. At this point, he felt the greatest weight of, of the redemption of man on him, okay? But he knew that he was God, but he had to go through that process. But it was the power, the dunamis power that raised him from the dead. Now, before I go on, I want to talk about what that power is. We look at it, we say, okay, I want to know him and the power of his resurrection. I want to pause here and, 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 and offer up to you that that power is God's glory. Oh, yes, somebody, wherever you are, begin to say God's glory. Uh, that is the power that raised Christ from the dead, was the glory power of, of the Lord God. There's one scripture that I want to give to you to kind of help prove this to you. It is found in Colossians chapter 1, verse 27. Uh, Reverend Morris, would you get that up for us, please? Colossians chapter 1, verse 27, reading from the Amplified Version. God's glory was the power that was demonstrated on the cross. Would you read that in our hearing, my sister? Yes. God, in his eternal plan, chose to make known to them how great for the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in and among you, the hope and guarantee of realizing the glory. Ha, realizing the glory. God in his eternal plan. Now, God, in, in Christ, we know he is the son of God. So in the very beginning, he was with God. The beginning in John, it says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God. So we know that Jesus didn't show up on the scene on the cross, but he is God. He is God the Father. He's God the Son. Son and the Holy Spirit, the three in one. So we know that from the very Christ was the hope of glory. Ha. Let me take a pause right here because I want to give some rhema into this idea about the glory. In that verse, it said that it from the very existence of the earth ha, that 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 Christ was the hope of God's glory. Now, in the book of Revelations, if you would go to Revelations chapter 4, we're not going to turn to it now, but I just kind of want you to give this as a, as a, as a reference thought. Uh, in Revelations chapter 
4, it talks about the throne of God. Now, see, I know Revelation is at the end of the Bible, but really it speaks to the eternal existence of what was happening in heaven. You see, John, he saw a prophetic glimpse of what was in the beginning and what is to come, and all in between, all at one time. It was the prophetic vision of John that showed him a glimpse of the eternal God and what's happening at the throne room of God. Somebody holler, glory! Oh my hey, Ikanamansi. So in this uh, in this Revelation chapter four, it shows us the existence, eternal existence of what happened even before the establishment of the earth. And in this chapter, you will see a representation of God's glory. Now remember, we just read in Colossians uh, that Christ is the hope of glory, and this was established at the very existence. Christ didn't just show up on the scene; He is the glory of God. He is at that throne along with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, in this chapter of Revelation, uh, let me paraphrase this story. We are in the throne room of God. John is witnessing an activity of the throne room of God. Huh? What is it? It is worship. Huh? There are cherubim and seraphim flying all around. Now, and, and, and what is happening is they're crying, holy, huh? holy, which was and is and is to come. Now, uh, just a little description of what John saw. He saw the throne of God, huh? and he saw the glory of God. And that was emanating from this throne room. And there was a representation of the elders, and they were throwing their crowns towards this throne where the glory, somebody shout glory. Glory. Yeah, still talking about wanting to know him in the power of his resurrection, the glory, Christ, our hope of glory. Stay with me just a minute so we can get some clarification. So, what's going on in this throne room? It also talks about the book of life. You know, we often talks about the book of life, that those of us that are names are written there, but it also says that there's some other books that are written in there, and what's written in these books is your entire life. It is your past situations, your situations that you are in right now, and the situations you are to come. And these angels, every time you come to a stage in your life, they flip through the pages of these books in your life, and they cry, holy holy, which was and is and is to come. Let me make a side note right here. Now, in the midst of dark rise in your life, I don't want you to feel depressed, and I don't want you to feel despair. Now, we talked about that second part and the fellowship of his suffering. You see, on the on the way to the cross, Jesus had to stop by the Garden of Gethsemane. I know they paint a beautiful picture of him leaning up against a rock and his eyes are looking gazily to the heaven and, and there's the beautiful birds flying in the sky. No, baby. It was agony. It was turmoil. He was, he was coming against all manner of demonic influence in the garden. His posse couldn't even stay with him, even for an hour to hang with him at the most time that he needed them. Depression was setting in, and his mind was turmoil and troubling to the point that he said, oh, my God, oh, if it could just pass from me, oh, God. He toiled with this for a whole hour. So if Jesus were to toil in an hour, you need to know that there are going to be dark times in your life. But somebody shout, there's going to be glory. Woo! Oh, God, in the name of Jesus. And so there, in, in this dark situation, he is the light of glory. And what happened? 
happens is that as he was toiling in this garden of Gethsemane and toiling, he had to make up his mind in obedience to say, nevertheless, some of you in your dark situation, you need to get to that nevertheless situation because I've come to tell you that when you say, not my will, thy will be done, you, you align yourself up for glory to be activated in your life. Okay, now let's go back to this uh, 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 throne room in Revelations. It is talking about uh, the glory throne room of God, and we know that the books are there, and there's written your life of what was and is and is to come. The dark situations, the angels cry holy, the stuff that you're in right now. I know it looks dark and bleak, but because you are in God, the angels are crying and flipping through the pages of your book. Yes. Which is and is to come now, and the victory that Christ brought on the cross that you might be uh, access to His glory. The angels continued to cry on your behalf, Holy, Holy, which was and is to come. Now, also with these angels around this throne, there were four beasts. There were four beasts, uh, and, and, and the one beast uh, would look as if it were a, a lion, huh? and then one beast uh, looked as the face of a man, huh? and then the third beast uh, looked like the beast of an ox, huh? and then the fourth one huh, looked like the beast of an eagle. Huh? Now, the unique thing about these beasts is that they had three sets of eyes, huh? one eye set of eyes in the back, huh? and one set of eyes in the front. Huh? And one set of eyes in the midst of them. Huh? Oh, yeah, that seems like Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Huh? Looks like mind, body, and spirit to me, huh? like the image of God. Huh? But the reason why these beasts had these eyes in the back, in the front, and in the middle is because they were the ones that looking at the book. Huh? You and I are the Woo! book of God's kingdom, and they are uh, looking upon the pages, and they're admonishing the cherub in every circumstance in your life, good and bad. This is why the word says all things work together for good, who those are called, because we are joining in. Now, remember, this was established before the even earth was. So before you were even consumed in your mother's womb, these people were looking at your book, and they were telling them, holy, holy, which and is and is to come. All in the presence of what? Glory. Yes. Okay, Woo! so this is what is happening in the in the in, in in the heavenly realm, in the spirit realm, in the heavenlies that John saw. Okay, but now we need to tie this together because you're, you're saying, okay, apostle, that to know him in the fellowship, in the in the power of his of his resurrection, which we have identified is Christ, the hope of glory. It is glory. That is the power that is. And so we need to get understand. Well, how does this fit to us? How does it, so then we need to go all the way back to number chapter 2, where it talks about the tribe of Israel. You know, there were 12 tribes of Israel, uh, and then there was a tent of meeting. You all know the story. I don't have time to break it down, but there was the Ark of the Covenant that God's glory rests upon it. That's why it was called the tent of meeting. Or, or, or those of us that are Davidic worshipers, we know this as the tabernacle. You see, they lived around the tabernacle because that's where God's presence, he promised that his his presence would be there. That's where that Ark of Covenant, this God, that he would be their God and he would be there with them. His, somebody shout his glory. So his glory. The tabernacle of meeting were all the 12 tribes. But listen very carefully. Listen very carefully because this is where we come in. A 
around these 12 tribes, there were four access points. Say four access points. There were four access points around this tabernacle. Yes, God, thank you for your glory. And at these four tabernacles were gates and posts where you could enter into the tabernacle area. You couldn't go by no other way but by coming by these gates and posts. Stay with me because we're going somewhere with this. On the far east side of the gate was the first ruling tribe, which was the tribe of Judah. And then on the southernmost part was the tribe of Reuben. Then on the west side was the tribe of Ephraim, and on the far north side, last but not least, was the tribe of Dan. Oh God, remember what we talked about in, in, in Revelation about these four beasts? Well, I've come to tell you this is where you're getting grafted. Hold on to your Holy Ghost uh, seats because you're about to experience some glory. These four gates of uh, uh, encampments that these 12 tribes had to come and access the tabernacle. They had to come through these four points, and these four encampments had what they call a standard or a banner of flag over them. Oh, my gosh. And so to the east side was the tribe of Judah. They were the ones to lead out in every procession, every time that the tabernacle was taken up and the Ark of the Covenant would follow. They were the tribe of Judah. And for those of you that don't know Judah, but the very translation of the word Judah means praise. Oh, God, hold on to that because it's going to be your praise that, and your worship that's going to access you to the glory. Hold on. Stay with me. We're going somewhere. So as Judah was on the far east side, their banner over them was the lion of the tribe of Judah. You oh, know one my. of those beasts that was named in Revelation? Oh, God. And it was that that banner that they went before him as the lion of the tribe of Judah. Hmm. Glory to God. And then on the south part where Reuben is was the, the banner, a flag over them, was the face of a man. I think you remember that from Revelation, don't you? And then on the east side where the, where the encampment of Ephraim was, was the banner or the standard of the ark on it. Huh? Yeah, I think you remember that one too. And then on the north side uh, on, on, in the encampment of Dan, at that gate huh, the banner was of the banner of the eagle. Huh? Yes, God, in the name of Jesus. So you've got these four encampments with their banners of flags of the lion of the tribe of Judah, huh? the man uh, on, on in the uh, 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 Reuben, and then you've got the ox of uh, Ephraim and the eagle uh, of uh, Dan on the north side. But I told you that Judah goes first. Praise goes first. So in order to access the glory, because remember, the glory was in the midst of the tabernacle of meeting, the tent of meeting. And in order to access the glory, you had to first come by way the gate of praise and worship. We people of God, if we want to access that, getting to know God's power of the get a worship life, better get a praise life because you can't come by way of the glory without giving him glory. You have to access his glory by giving him worship. There is no other gate that you can come to. Hallelujah. And there ain't no jump at the gate in this, baby. Come by the way of the gate. And I've come to tell you that you are the gate here on earth. You are the access for this world. Remember, in the book of Genesis, when he put his hand on man, now he spoke everything that existed. 
Almighty put his hand to the clay and he formed man. Now, if you put your hand on something, what is on your hand is going to get on that. And so I've come to tell you that you were created with the hand of glory from the very establishment of and because of that, he puts you in and gave you dominion. That is why he gave mankind dominion, because we are God's representation of his kingdom. What is he? He's the king of what? He's the king of glory. Glory. So the very time that he formed it, yes. he put it unto you and put my residue of glory on you. And then it says he blew in you the breath of life. So now not only did he form you and the residue of glory is on you, there is a breath of life. There's glory in you. So I come to remind you, people of God, as you get to know him in the power of his resurrection, you might have to do some fellowship in the suffering of Christ. You are going to go through some dark situations, but if you just remember how you were created and what you were created with, you were created by the glory of hand of God and glory is upon your life. I dark right now, but remember in you is the Ruach, it is the breath of God, and it is God's glory in you, you are God's glory in this earth how do you know how do you get to all that, oh yeah, I'm glad you asked let's go to the prophet Habakkuk Uh, we're going to go to Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 14 Uh, this is going to prove and validify what I'm just telling you today, I didn't just get this by the fly of the night, but this is frame of revelatory straight from the glory room in the name of Jesus. We're going to the prophet Habakkuk in chapter 2, verse 14. Great woman of God, go ahead and read it for the ears of the nation. Ha, oh my shame, glory. But the time is coming when shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Ha, the, the time is that the whole earth will come to the knowledge that it is full of the glory of God, just as the water covers the sea. You know the greatest expanse on this earth is water? That is massive. Well, you say, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Apostle. Wait a minute. We've learned, and and, and every time we've experienced God's glory, we we can't see it all. We we remember that story about Moses where he had to hide in the cleft even so so, uh, that, 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 that he could only see the back of God's glory. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And so because of that, he had to hide in that rock because if he were to see the fullness of God's glory, he would not survive. Even, even in, the, in the temple, in the, in, the, in the tabernacle, there was a veil of curtain that separated us because we couldn't, we couldn't stand the power of God's glory. So his glory was limited. But I come to tell you, we talked about Christ being the hope of glory. It is because of his access of the dunamis power of the glory to the Christ that we become the representation of glory in the earth. That's why the earth is full of his glory. It's because we, the doorkeepers, are in the earth and we have the dominion that was given to us in in the very establishment of the world and that we are the access to God's glory in the earth. Somebody give him praise right there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to the name Hallelujah. of the Lord Jesus. So, Jesus. so we 
are the fullness of God's glory in this earth. We're talking about, I want to know him in the power of his resurrection, in the fellowship of his suffering, coming in alignment, even with the obedience of his death. Oh, people of God, but in order to worship, you've got to access him by worship in the name of Jesus. Oh, I tell you, let me tell you, let, let, we talked about in Numbers, Numbers 2, there were four encampments, Judah, Reuben, Ephraim, and Dan, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the face of the man, and the ox, and the eagle. Well, let me tell you, prophetically, this is what the Lord deposited in my spirit. You see, Judah goes first. That is the praise and the worship of God. We, he, worship is to keep us in remembrance of how powerful God is. Worship ain't for us, but it's for God, and it's for us at the same time. It keeps us from remembrance how great. So no matter how dark it is, it, we are reminded that we are light in the world. We are salt in the earth. Yes, we are God's glory. And so we got to come by way of praise and worship in the gate. And then that next uh, banner was the man. That represents us, the mankind. So we enter in by the praise and worship mankind with the ox, ox representing sacrifice. So we go back to that first banner. We come in with the banner of praise and worship, all of mankind sacrificing themselves in praise and worship to access the glory. That is the sign of the eagle in the tribe of Dan on the north side. When we get into the word and into his, into the, into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise and bless his holy name, he activates mankind's personal sacrifice to take him to another spiritual level. You see, eagle can, is, the, is the highest bird that can fly the highest in the highest height. We access the glory realm through the gate of our worship when we take our humanity and sacrifice it in the tool and practice of worship. Tell your neighbor, I am God's glory in the earth. Glory to God. And I want to get to know him in that power of his glory. Oh, thank you for your word, God. Now, so we've learned that today that this was established from the very establishment before the earth was. We talked to Revelation chapter 4, and all it tells us that the encampments come in to praise and worship to access God's glory. But I am also remembered of the scripture about glory. We don't talk about glory enough in the church anymore. And that's why we are not having the power and the miracles and signs and wonders. We just stopped at the cross. You know, we celebrated today. And then some of y'all, I'm sure you heard the preacher tune up. And on the third day, he got uh, with all power in his hand. Yes, God, we thank God for the power in his hand. And then they close and give a benediction. We go eat our ham and then our collard greens and our, and our cornbread and, and our sweet tea. Just saying, ooh, then we raise him up to death. But we have not come to know him in the power of his resurrection and his glory in us. So, oh, yeah, baby, he rose with all power in his hand. Why? That you the glory. When he raised up, he ripped the veil of the of the temple in two, so we would have access to what the glory. Huh? Woo! Woo! Shout glory, Thank glory, you, Jesus. And we we enter into that veil beyond the veil. Yes, you got to go beyond the veil. You just can't stand on the outskirts. Huh? You got to go in. Huh? Somebody tell your neighbor, go all in. Glory huh? go in your worship. So every time you go through the gate of worship in your house of worship. You make sure that you're on a 
path to pursue the glory. Okay, I know the weight of you is on you. You are you go into dark situations. Well, I come to tell you because dirt dirt is dark. You were made from dirt, so the Lord knew that there was going to be dirty situations in your life. But remember, He formed you with His hand, and because He formed you with His hand, glory is even on your dirt. Somebody get that. Glory is on your dirt. Hallelujah. As you are in Christ, glory is on and in your dirt. Remember what the angels said, holy, holy, which was and is and is to come. Somebody shout glory. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That we might know him in the power of his resurrection we learned that that's his Shekinah glory. Now, I want to tell you another story before I close. Um, there was a situation when the Levites uh, were beginning in praise, uh, and the, the, they began to come as one. He says, when the trumpeters and the singer were as one, and as they stood before them, the glory of the Lord filled the temple uh, to where they couldn't even stand to minister because of the cloud of glory. Church, I'm bringing prophesying now in the earth. Huh? The whole earth is full of glory because we are the representation of glory. So I stand here and decree and declare now in the name of Jesus uh, that the glory return to the church. Huh? As we begin to worship, I decree and declare that the glory return to the church because the word says there is fullness and glory. If the glory returns to the church, deliverance will take place. If the glory returns to the church, healing will be wrought. If the glory returns to the church, people will be made whole. Why? Nothing can stand under the glory. In the glory, there is fullness of joy and life everlasting. Things are what resurrected because life and fullness of life, it raises dead things. Somebody says, return to the glory. Glory to God. Thank you. That I may know him in the power of his resurrection that's glory. And in the fellowship of his suffering, even as his obedience to the cross. I've come to challenge you one last thing in Deuteronomy chapter 28. It says, if you will diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord and diligently do everything he says, these blessings shall overtake you. And then it lists a whole bunch of blessings in your goings and your coming and your seed. How is that happening? Because that word hearken in the Hebrew means shamea. Um, what that means is it's harking, means obedience. Uh, see, Jesus, even in his darkest state, uh, when he could have called the legions of thousands and angels and say, God, I'm done with this, but he knew that his glory needed to fill the earth, and he had and the grave. Huh? Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? Huh? He went and conquered it that his glory through us might fill the earth. Oh, my God, glory to the name of Jesus. And so if we obeyed like Jesus did and Gethsemane in this most anguished, depressive moment in the suffering where he took on the whole weight and sin of the entire world, just imagine that. Sometimes you you buckle under the weight of your own stuff. Could you imagine the weight of the entire world upon Christ? That is why he turmoiled. But in obedience and our example, he said, nevertheless, somebody in, in, in the midst of your situation right now, just say, God, nevertheless, show me your glory. Oh, in that health issue that is in your body, you know that healing is in the glory. Give it up and say, nevertheless, God, I trust.
Shanamatia. Glory to God in the highest. Um, and I remember one scripture that as uh, in the king, in the days of King Uzziah died, we saw the Lord, and it was high and lifted up, and the train of his robe yes. filled the glory. We serve the king of glory. So I come to tell you at the end, remember, you are post. You are gate. You are representation. So I prophetically declare to you, lift up your heads, all ye gates. Be ye lifted up. You, woman of God, man of God, everlasting doors, and the who.
like Habakkuk prophesied, would fill the earth. No more hid behind the curtain, huh? but we can go in and, and dispense it in the earth realm. Huh? We can go in and dispense it in the earth realm. Huh? We can go in and dispense it in the earth realm. And yes, how do we do that, saints of God? By our worship. It's only gate. Yeah. It's the only way to access it. You can't go by that center meeting any other way but by through a gate. Gate of praise and worship. Through the ghost first. This is why in many what uh, an army that you that you see in the Bible was won by the Judah going first. Stand still. Thank you, see Jesus. the salvation of the Lord. It ain't you won't have to fight in the battle. Why? Because the glory Woo! is going to fight for you. Hallelujah. Thanks be to God. People of God, I am honored. This is Archbishop Elect Stephen T. Wilhite from the great city of Tucson, Arizona. New Apostolic Ministries International, woman of God, man of God, would you continue to lift me up in the name of Jesus, yeah. that I might go to a new level. The word says go from one level of glory to the next. I just want to pursue his glory, and that is my prayer for you, people of God. Blessing to you. Thank you, my dear sister, Reverend Prophetess Dancia yeah. Jones-Morris, for giving me this great opportunity to speak to God's glory in the earth. People of God, I love you with the love of the Lord. Be encouraged. Even though you're going through a dark time, you are the light. His light of glory is in you. It's going to get you through. Because remember, the angels and the beasts have already, have already turned through the pages of your book, and they're saying, holy, holy, which was and is and is to come. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. It's not even entered into the mouth of those that see the things that God has in store for you because of his glory. Glory. Amen and bless God. Be back in your hands. Woman of Amen. God. Thank you so much, um, Archbishop-elect. Uh, wonderful, wonderful. I'm so aren't you glad um, tonight that they've already seen and they still cry, holy, holy, yes. holy. Yes. Oh, my God. And uh, so we have something to rejoice about. I want to encourage you. You have got to operate. And kingdom authority in your territory. I'm yes. telling you, if the angels cry holy, oh Lord God. Glory to God. Oh God. Mm, Jesus. That we may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering mm-hmm. being made conformable unto death. What a mighty God. You want to get to know yourself, get to know Jesus. Yes. Get to know him. And as he's gotten to know you, then you can know who you are. Yes. What? The glory of the Lord be upon you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Prophetess, the the next time somebody goes through suffering, remember, you are not in it alone. You've got those four beasts from the established of the word. They're crying, holy, holy. That situation is holy. I know, like Jesus, you thought you were at your last limit. He was at the point of death. If he could have died, he would have died. But if he would have died, he wouldn't have gone to the cross to give us access to the glory. Remember, you are not in your Gethsemane alone. The God's glory is on you and in you. Go through it. This is why David penned, though I go through the valley of the shallow, I'll fear no evil. Why? Because his rod and his staff is with you. It comforts you. God's glory on your life. So the next time you go through suffering, some of you are in the midst of suffering. Some of you have just come out of suffering which was and is and is to come. Some of us are going to go into some suffering. Remember, holy God, holy 
yes, God, you are not alone in this. Yes. Remember, you are God's glory in the earth, and because you are in the glory of the earth, we the, the pages of the book keep turning, keep turning. So, but but don't give up. You cannot give up. You've got to go through your Gethsemane. You've got to go through your suffering. This is the fellowship of the suffering with Christ because Christ won it all that you might have access to the glory, which is the power of his resurrection. Amen. Bless God. Amen. Amen. Again, again thank you, I'm Apostle. I'm just so excited to have you on tonight. Listen, people of God, you can still um, make sure you um, – oh, my goodness. Can you give the website name again? Um, yes. I sure will. Um, a new Apostolic Ministries International, you can reach us by going to our website on the World Wide Web. Go to NAMInternational.org. That's the letter N as in new, A as in apostolic, M as in ministries, the complete word international.org, NAMInternational.org. And you can email us at info at NAMInternational.org. We would love to hear from you. We can give you some information. I do a, a conference call with my dear sister, uh, Bishop Latresa Jester of the Arizona State Full Gospel Baptist Fellowship, and we do that, and there's some information about that. And you might be uh, being led to do parachurch ministry, or you might even just be led to connect. I don't care. I'm not, I'm not one of those things where you can't be a part of me and somebody else, that we do this kingdom way, kingdom way. If you feel that you need to connect for a season or for indefinitely, you reach out to us, our hands are open mind. Remember, NAM International is real people doing real church. Bless you. NAMInternational.org, and the, and the email address is info at NAMInternational.org. We'd love to hear from you. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you again for joining us on tonight um, for our Kingdom Authority. Remember, um, Kingdom Empowerment Incorporated Radio, K-E-I-F-M underscore radio on Twitter, at K-E-I-F-M underscore radio. You can also see the website, www.k, as in kite, E as in Edward, I as in igloo, F as in Frank, M as in ministry, dot com. K-E-I-F-M dot com. Also, you can follow me on Facebook, Dancia Jones Morris. Definitely follow there. You will see more of the postings for Apostle and linking you to Apostle. Mm-hmm. And we'll make sure to do that. Share this broadcast with others. People need to know the glory upon their life. Hallelujah. The glory in the earth. Thank you again for joining Kingdom Authority. I am your host, Reverend Dancy Jones-Morris. I appreciate you for being on tonight. Until next week, don't miss Kingdom Authority. God bless Amen. you. Amen. Good night, Apostle. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. 